0: Welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is November 14th. It is 4.47 p.m. And it's that beautiful time of year where we got college basketball, NFL, and college football colliding against each other. The three greatest sports in America coming together in this time of November. It's beautiful, really. You got tip-off of college basketball. You got those tip-off games that start at 11.30 You got the NFL and the playoff picture coming up, you know, and then we got the college football playoff, which is also phenomenal. Everything coming together to make a triumvirate of greatness. But like I just have mentioned, it's playoff picture time. You're seeing the little graphics. Oh, who's this? Who's that? Who's there? Who's this? We are in week 11. Time is really going by fast uh we're starting to think of potential playoff teams and seedings and there is a lot to sort out still especially in the afc but luckily i got the graphic here for you and i got some numbers and stats for you here alongside with my picks as usual we'll go through the slate later in the show but uh just want to remind you real quick if i don't do it later but buys this week for week 11 Packers, Giants, Titans, and Seahawks. And Seahawks having a huge monumental win uh, last week on Monday Night Football against the 49ers. Uh, so that's a real, real dog race there in the NFC West, especially now that the 49ers are no more uh, undefeated. So that is a very fun race to watch. But let's break the, uh, the playoffs down real quick here. A little playoff picture scenario here for you. So in the NFC, you have the two top seeds, the 49ers. And the Packers uh, would be the top two seeds, 49 Niners being one, Packers being two. Then at four, actually, sorry, excuse me, at three, it'd be the New Orleans Saints. and number four, you'd have the Dallas Cowboys. And then at number five, you'd have the Seattle Seahawks. And at number six, you'd have the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC. Well... Those are some really good games if they matched up on Wild Card Weekend. Because Vikes Saints is always a good one to watch. It's always very physical. Of course, we remember the whole Deflate Gate Brett Favre situation. And then you have the Seahawks-Cowboys, which is usually a nice game, and we don't see it a whole lot in the playoffs. Uh, But we saw it last year in the playoffs, and we could potentially see it again. So I think those are a really fun set of teams in the NFC. Uh, to face each other on wild card weekend and 49ers and Packers being at the top with the buys. So that's kind of where we are now. And then in the AFC, the top two seeds are the, Raven, the, the, Ravens, the Ravens and the Patriots. Uh, obviously the Ravens have dominated the AFC. They beat New England. They did what they needed to do. Uh, they're a very tough team, obviously defensively and offensively, but Lamar Jackson is the catalyst that makes this team run. He is the epitome of a rushing quarterback in this league. He is uh, one of the best in the league uh, when it comes down to rushing quarterbacks, but not only just rushing, but passing as well. He's really done a great job this season of improving on his passing during the summer, and that has continued to show here in these later weeks as the season goes on. Uh, But then we have at the three seed the Houston Texans. My Indianapolis Colts are still in there, but uh, had to take a, a couple days to think about our loss to the Dolphins. Uh, wasn't pretty. Brian Horrier is really bad, and uh, I'm gonna be talking about that a little bit later as well on in the show. Uh, but then we have at four, we have the Kansas City Chiefs who look to seem like they're pretty, they're pretty out of it right now. And Patrick Mahomes is still playing well. It's just their defense isn't catching up with their offense, so they're still gonna be a four. And then uh, at number five, you're gonna have those Buffalo Bills. Making another playoff appearance if they keep winning games and their schedule looks to be setting up that way. Uh, They still meet New England here, I believe, at the tail end of the season as well. So we'll see about that. And then, of course, the always pesky Pittsburgh Steelers and that wonderful defense led by McKenzie Fitzpatrick. McKenna? McKenna? Ah, whatever. They got Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. That's what I was looking for. Minka Fitzpatrick. And a good trade after that. So. They get making a Fitzpatrick, and now they start stringing along some games. And now they're winning, and they seem to take the sixth seed. This AFC, my friends, is wide open. It is the wild, wild west. If you want a playoff seed in the AFC, and you want to make the playoffs, you could do it this season. It is wide open. The NFC is a little bit harder. Actually, it's a lot harder. But the AFC is wide open. It kind of reminds you of a few years. Ago in the NBA, where the Eastern Conference was just absolutely terrible, and the West was absolutely way better. And I don't know if it's still like that, even though there's been so much shaking up. it came and continue uh, to pretend to even know what I'm talking about when it comes to the NBA. But it used to be the Eastern Conference was way worse than the the Western. It's kind of like that. The NFC is a lot better than the AFC this year uh a lot of a lot of fighting there at the bottom it's gonna be fun to see here come week 15 16 and 17 playoff positioning and different games and different scenarios and things because that's what i love week 16 and 17 these different scenarios like this team has to win and this team has to win and this team has to lose and this team has to lose here and then this team has to win it's all fun but uh yeah that's that's the playoff picture right now as it stands but uh Right now, uh, I don't have any playoff or I don't have any power rankings right now, but I will tell you this one fact. The Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the National Football League. The 49ers, terrible kicking on Monday night. They could have won that game. Uh, They couldn't get it done at home, and now they're not undefeated and they're worrying me. And I don't know how they would do against a Lamar type quarterback. I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the National Football League, hands down. Uh, I don't think it's a question. I think they're a phenomenal team. And what they did to New England, I don't know if San Francisco could have done that to New England at home or anything. So I I think right now Baltimore is the best team in the league. Um, But uh, other than that, uh, there are some news and notes from this week in the National Football League in between 10 and 11. Uh, we have some Saturday games. Now, I've been wondering about this. Usually, the league has a few games on Saturdays. Uh, this year they're going to a one week format where they're only doing one weekend of Saturday games. And it's weird. I don't think they've ever done this before. They've put three games on the Saturday before Christmas, which is weird because usually they kind of spread them out between a couple Saturdays. Um, and it's really weird because they put them all on the Saturday before Christmas. And there are three games. There's one at 1, one at 4:30, and one at 8.15 on the Saturday uh, before Christmas. The Texans are at the Buccaneers at 1 o'clock. The Patriots are at or the Bills are at the Patriots at 4:30. And then the Rams are traveling to San Francisco at 8.15 to take on the 49ers. Now, those are all pretty good Saturday games. Now, usually the Saturday games are pretty horrible and pretty awful to watch. But this year, they're actually not half bad. And they could be some really fun, entertaining games. So I'll give the league some credit. That's a good set of games right there. Got to be honest. Uh, hands to you, Roger Goodell and the commissioner and the, the NFL. Good job on scheduling that. And then Week 12, I think we all got a grace from God Uh, when Week 12, when uh, the 49ers... Uh, are at home to take on the Green Bay Packers. That game has been flexed to Sunday night football. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth on the call on NBC. They have taken that game mercifully out of the hands of Joe Buck, who I will continue to say it on this podcast until the day I am buried. He is the worst announcer I have ever heard in my whole entire life. He will never, ever, ever be replaced as the worst. He will always be the worst play-by-play man In sports history, he is awful. I'm so glad he's not going to ruin one of my favorite Sunday games because this is the best game on Sunday next week. We'll talk about next week in the podcast, but this 49er Packer game is a big game. You got playoff implications. You got the whole big kitten caboodle here. The 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 big pot here at the end of the rainbow. This is a big game. Good thing they took it out of Joe Buck's hands because he would have done what Lenny did and he would have crushed the bunny in his hands or the mouse in his hands. Sorry, mice and men reference. Couldn't pull it off. The the fans are not going to be impressed by that, but I couldn't pull it off. But listen, I'm glad NBC is getting this game. The best announcers are getting the best games. You either give, give it to Jim Nance or Al Michaels if it's a game like this and they gave it to Al Michaels. Good job by the NFL. They're doing Some good stuff here this past week. I appreciate it. But now, we move on to a little bit better of a matter. Colin Kaepernick, okay? He is holding a private workout on Saturday. There's been a little pushback from the league. He wanted to do it at a later Saturday. The league said, no, you're going to do it this Saturday, Colin. And he said, okay, I'm going to do that. So, on Saturday, he's going to have himself a private workout. Teams from everywhere, Uh, the whole league can come and join if wished. Uh, I believe it could be filmed, possibly. Uh, listen, he's been out of the league for three years, but I'll tell you this: there are some teams that could use him. I really do believe so. Uh, mainly, you've got your, you know, Washington Redskins. Obviously, some of your teams like that. But I'm talking right now. I think either the Chicago Bears or the Indianapolis Colts could use him. I don't even think. I think Cam Newton's more of a target for Chicago, but the Indianapolis Colts could use. Colin Kaepernick. Now, I'm not saying he should start over Jacoby Brissett. That's not what I'm saying. But what I saw from Brian Hoyer on Sunday against the Dolphins was absolutely unbelievably the worst uh, quarterbacking I've I've ever seen. He's he's terrible. We should have brought back freaking uh, Josh Freeman. I mean. Brian Hoyer was awful against one of the worst teams in the National Football League. You cannot throw three interceptions against the Dolphins. It's unacceptable. No matter if you're a starter, a backup, a third string, a fourth string, a fifth string, a guy in the stands, a guy on the street, a guy in another state, it doesn't matter. You don't throw three interceptions against the Dolphins. It doesn't happen. Brian Hoyer cannot do that. So here's the thing. You bring Colin Kaepernick. If Brissett's actually still hurt, I, I think he's going to start on Sunday. That's what they're saying. There could be some setbacks, but they're saying he's going to start on Sunday. Bring in Colin Kaepernick to be your backup. Why not? You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, and I was talking to my dad. He said, well, I don't know if I want Colin Kaepernick on the team causing all that trouble, saying all that stuff, starting a fuss. And I said, Dad, this is about football. This isn't about anything else. This is about winning. This is the National Football League. It comes down to wins and losses. As Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. And if Brian Hoyer has to start again for Jacoby Brissett, you might as well scratch it as a loss. Because there is no way... If he can't even th- do well against the Dolphins, I have no trust in that man whatsoever. I don't. I say we go and try to get Kaepernick. And he's going to be our backup. Because you can't sit there and tell me that Colin Kaepernick isn't better than Brian Hoyer as a backup. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You cannot sit there and tell me that Kaepernick, since he's been out of the league for three years, would be better than Brian Hoyer on Sunday. Not possible. Not humanly possible. There's no way Colin Kaepernick would go in against that terrible Dolphins team and not do well. I know he's been out of the league for three years, but the dude went to a Super Bowl. I don't think people remember that. He got the 49ers to the Super Bowl. They, he was the guy in San Francisco and then the whole anthem thing. And he kind of played a trail a little bit after that Super Bowl. But he would be better than Brian Hoyer. I'll tell you that. I'm just saying, I think the Colts should go out and get him as a backup. As a backup. I'm not saying to replace Jacoby Brissett, but as a nice, solid backup. Kaepernick, I think, would like that chance. And then if anything happens to Brissett, we have a guy who I actually trust to be on the field. All right. Too much homerism there, but I'm just saying, Colts, if you're listening, go out and get Cap. Just do it. Just come on. He can be our backup. He doesn't have to start. Let him run his mouth. He'd be better than Brian Hoyer. All right. So that's pretty much the whole week 11 headlines, week 10 headlines there. But uh, let's dive into the slate. We've got a decent week. Uh, Tonight, Thursday Night Football visits the Dog Pound. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman visiting the Dog Pound on Fox Thursday Night Football. I believe they did this game last year, and it was like week two or three. And if Cleveland won, they got a uh, – or no, that was Jets. That was Jets-Browns. Never mind. But the last time Thursday Night Football was in Cleveland, they got free Bud Light for winning. So I wonder if there's going to be any trace of that tonight. But who knows? But here's my thing, okay? Cleveland is still technically in the realm of possibility for in the hunt if they get some wins. So here's my thing. Okay. Pittsburgh is stringing together a lot of good defensive plays, and they're doing well defensively. Their offense isn't hitting, but here's the thing. I've, I know i said here's the thing like 25 times, but I just don't think Cleveland has it in them. I think Baker's losing himself a little bit, and Freddie Kitchens is a horrible coach. So I think Pittsburgh wins. I know it's a Thursday night, and it's a dog pound, and things go a little crazy on Thursday night. I think it's a close game, but I think Pittsburgh wins. I think they beat... Uh, Cleveland and the Dog Pound tonight. I think it's very close. Very close. But I got Pittsburgh. Last week I did horrible on picks. I don't even want to go into it, but I- I'm trying to redeem myself this week. That's the point here. So, anyway. All right, we start at 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Jacksonville Jaguars take a trip up north to face the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jags bringing back uh, a guy they like to call Nick Foles. Some refer to him... Uh, Well, I probably shouldn't refer to him on the podcast because if I have some people listening, I don't want to offend anybody, but there's a certain uh, name that rhymes with Nick that people like to call uh, Nick Foles. But he is returning, and so is Jacoby Brissett, we think. We think Jacoby's going to be back this week. Uh, The Colts need to get back in gear. I think Jacoby, if he comes back, he wanted to come back last week. He's ready. He's focused. He's ready to go. He practiced all day yesterday. He is ready I think the Colts win this game. I think Jacoby steers the ship back, and I think we win this game. It's a it's a big win for us. We need to win this one uh, to get back in the driver's seat here in the NAFC South. I'm going to take the Colts to beat the Jaguars, but as usual, it's always a tough game with divisional opponents. So give me uh, Indianapolis to beat uh, Nick Foles' coming back party. All right, we got the Cowboys at the Lions, two teams that are still fledgling. Uh Cowboys had a loss last week against the Vikings. They played a pretty clean game, though, as far as I could have seen. Uh, this Lions team's very sporadic at points. Uh, this will be a close one. It always is when these two teams get together. They're kind of the same record, but Dolph- or Cowboys are still leading the NFC East. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys, but I think it's a very like touchdown game. I think uh, Dak and uh, his receivers get it going there. Phenomenal. Uh, And I think Zeke gets the running game going. I think Cowboys beat the Lions, but I think it's by a touchdown or so. I think it's a very close game. No blowouts when the Lions are involved. All right, this was a candidate of lighting your cable box on fire game of the week, but that's going to be saved for another one. Uh, This is the Bills at the Dolphins. So here's the thing. The Dolphins are bad, but they've strung together a couple of wins, and they actually haven't been playing half badly. And this is a game where you sit down and think, oh man, the bills have it all. They've got a, a seed in the playoffs. They just gotta win these last couple of games and they probably could get a playoff spot. But as typical bills would go, something wrong, some, something's gonna go wrong. you know this is typical Bill's territory here. But beside my thinking of that, I think the bills take care of the dolphins, but I think it's a very close game. I think the dolphins like to play with people and they've actually found a little purpose of kind of winning. They've taken themselves out of the number one draft pick at this point, so might as well try to win games. But, uh, I mean, th- I think they'll keep it close with the Bills, but I think the Bills will win. I think Josh Allen and his mobility is just too much for the Dolphins, and uh, I, I think the Bills win this one. So, All right, Broncos at Vikings. I feel like I've seen this game already for some reason. I thought this was played like a few weeks ago, but we have it now. Uh, Yeah, the Broncos have kind of packed it in, I would say. They're still kind of fighting the 3-6, and six, but the Vikings are too good. Dalvin Cook has been an absolute monster this season. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but I'm just going to keep saying it. Sam Bradford's playing pretty well for a guy who's pretty terrible. Uh, I'm ready for him to do something really dumb. And this could be the week, but I think the Vikings take care of the Broncos by, I'd say, 18 points. I think they really... They really put on the Broncos this week. It's at home, so give me the Vikings to win that one. All right, the Saints at Bucks. Uh The Saints played absolutely terrible last week. They were in a malaise, if you will, uh, against the Falcons, who somehow are rejuvenated from the bye week, and the Saints came out of that bye week like they were on Zombie Island. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what Saints team to expect, but if it's Sean Payton's Saints team, this week was very hard for them, I know, because Sean Payton probably kicked their ass a little bit. So, that, I, I know that. So, the Bucks are kind of a fun team too. They have some really nice plays, and Jameis makes some nice throws, but he also throws a lot of interceptions. So, I'm going to take the Saints here. But I would not be surprised if this is a close game going into the fourth quarter. But I think the Saints this week need to really step it up into gear and remember that, hey, we're the Saints. We got Kamara, we got Breeze, we got some decent receivers, and we got a good defense. Defense is the key this week for the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints, but it's going to be close. There's going to be some close games this week. I think this is one of them. Uh, but I like the Saints to win this one. All right, we got a 405. This is the only 405 game of the day. It's the Cardinals at the Niners. Remember these teams played back on Halloween for Thursday night, and it was only a field goal game. Uh, So this is going to be a close one. It's at uh, San Francisco this time. Uh, And here's the thing. I think the 49ers are pissed that they lost against the Seahawks on on Monday. Uh, I don't think they'll kill the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals will stick around in it because they're one of those teams that plays well and kind of takes chances. But I think San Francisco, this is the week they kind of like, hey, that was a fluke. We lost to Seattle. We're going to come out. We're going to kick the shit out of the Cardinals. I I think the – I think the San Francisco 49ers win this game. I think they win it by a couple scores. All right, we got two 425 games. The Bungles of Cincinnati visiting out there in Oak Town against the Raiders and John Gruden's crew who seem to be vying for a playoff spot and possibly still a shot at the AFC West, the way things are going right now. But the Cincinnati team will not pose a threat to the Oakland Raiders. This team... Oakland will win by a couple scores. They have to win this game, I think. It's weirdly a must win because I feel like the typical Oakland, you know, like Oakland and Buffalo, these teams, like, oh yeah, we'll lose to the Bengals, but then one week we'll beat the Packers. Like, it's, they're so sporadic. But I feel like they take care of business against the Bengals. I think the Bengals have packed it up. They say, hey, we're we're going all in on Joe Burrow. I think the, the Raiders win this game by a couple scores. And they're back to being at home. They like being at home a lot in the black hole. So give me uh, the Raiders off a couple days rest too. They've had a couple of extra days of rest. Bengals are awful. Give me the Raiders by a couple scores. All right, New England at Philly. Uh, yeah, New England at Philly. Oh, I did some games out of order. Nah, yeah, it's okay, that's fine. New England at Philly, though. Uh, I think the Patriots win. They had a tough loss. They got the bye last week. They got some time to recuperate, time to think things out. Had a loss against the Ravens. They give Bill Belichick some time to put some bulletin board material, you know, on on the bulletin board and say, "Hey, everybody thinks we're terrible. Uh, we're pretty bad, but guess what? We're not." Uh, and so they're going to come into uh, against Carson Wentz, and I think they're going to put the smack down on on the Eagles. Um, and I think they're going to do what they need to do. I think the defense will have a nice day, big day for the defense of New England. Tom Brady has a nice day passing, but I think the defense of New England wins this game big for the Patriots. They come out, they're going to have be on rest. They're going to be rejuvenated after getting their butts whooped on Sunday night in front of the whole world. Give me. The Patriots big against the Eagles on Sunday. Then we have the, uh, the Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, the Falcons had a nice game last week. But will they play the same way they played last week? That's the question. I don't think so. I watched Kyle Allen on Sunday in Lambeau Field against the Packers. And I could see snowflakes by him. And then the snowflakes kept continuing into a full throw blizzard uh, in in Lambeau and he went in against a Packer team that was phenomenal did lose but he made so many nice throws and drove that team down to where they could have tied the football game good job by Kyle Allen Uh, he played phenomenal this week I think he takes advantage of a Falcons team that doesn't know what they're doing I think Kyle Allen has a big day and I'll say it one more time and more times to come Cam Newton, pack your bags. Kyle Allen is the starter in Carolina. You're not coming back. Goodbye. See ya. Don't know where he's going to go. Maybe Chicago. But Kyle Allen is the man uh, with a plan. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who's <laughs> one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best. Uh, so, so I like Kyle Allen in this team against the, the Falcons. I don't think it's close. I think they put the smack down. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers against the Falcons. All right. Well, we got back to back games here. I'm gonna say one is the best game of the weekend, possibly, and the other is the worst game. We're gonna go. We're gonna start worst to first here. Uh, this is a light your cable box on fire game of the week. The Jets at the Redskins. This game is unbelievably horrible. Uh, I am taking the Jets, however, though, and Sam Darnold, who still, I believe, is seeing ghosts. He will see the ghost of Dwight Hashkins or Dwayne Hashkins on Sunday. And it it will not be good. I think the Redskins are are really horrible as well. This will be close because these bad team games always are. But give me the Jets by like a field goal. I think this is a very sloppy game and I see some interceptions in my future. If If I have a chance to bleach my eyes out before this game, hopefully, probably... Probably not, but uh, if I do, I'll probably have to bleach my eyes after as well. But uh, I'll take the Jets to beat the Redskins. And then I think this is the best game of the weekend, I think. I think this is. This is a big AFC playoff picture type of game. This week and next week, we got a few of those. But the Texans at the Ravens, both leading their respective divisions. Uh, I love Deshaun Watson.